time to be happy is now. The place to be happy is here. The way to be happy and to make others happy is to bring a little puppy right there. Yeah, yeah! Hey, what's up, guys, gals? Uh, not going to be the traditional Day 16 episode today. Uh, be transparent as possible. Got a lot going on personally, as I'm sure many of you guys do. But, you know, as I was, uh, as I explained to one of my mentors last week, I really just believe in reps and believe that getting good at anything, you know, one key aspect of that is reps and just doing it um, as many times as possible. Um, so I make sure, so I want to make sure I put something out this week, even if it wasn't, you know, the traditional standard what I've been doing consistently. Um, just want to touch on a few topics. First being uh, the Super Bowl, uh, usually a huge day for brands just in general, um, a, a day where a lot of brands and companies dump a ton of their ad budget and, and, uh, and marketing budget for the year into that one day. Um, and this year's going to be a little different, you're going to notice. A lot of the traditional brands aren't going to be front and center how you normally have them. Um, you know, traditional brands like uh, Coca-Cola, Ford, Hyundai, Pepsi, Sabra, they've already taken a seat on the sidelines for this year as far as spending that money for the Super Bowl. Um, you still have some of the traditional ones like uh, Anheuser-Busch. You know, they always have the Clydesdales. Uh, you have Mountain Dew still coming to be there. You still see some Mountain Dew ads. Pringles, Toyota. Um, and then recently, as of recently, one of the newcomers to this Super Bowl game is TurboTax. Um, they'll still be there. But just a couple of reasons why um, you'll not see as many brands and why they're still, you know, usually this time of year, the budget and the spots for the Super Bowl are usually filled. Um usually booked out a year in advance usually. Um, and the reason why you still have a lot of inventory left is for two reasons, I would say. One is obviously big parties are going to be, uh, you know, may, for a lot of us, hopefully like a majority of us, big parties for the Super Bowl will be out of the question. Not as many of those. So not a lot of people gathering around the television to watch ads. It'll just be like single family homes or just one person in an apartment watching. So that's one reason. Um, the NFL ratings were down 7% this season. Uh, that's the first decline that the NFL has had over three years, which is remarkable. Um, so that's, that's one reason, just not as many eyes at, on it as would normally be. Uh, number two is tone. You know, with everything going on this year, social, um, us starting to reckon with some of our social injustice, injustices that are, that are, have been a part of America for its inception, but we're just starting to kind of reckon with it as a country, I believe. Um, with that kind of being what it is this year, uh, brands are trying to find the right tone to strike. Um, you know, you can, it, it's kind of two different things. You can say people are in a terrible mood because of what happened. You know, you can think back to 9-11. People are in a terrible mood. They want a chance to kind of uh, escape and, you know, some escapism. You can play that card. But you could also flip the argument, to, you, know, you, you know, to the other side and say it's completely tone deaf to run a Super Bowl ad and pretend like everything is okay and joke around and act like the world isn't what it is right now. So brands are struggling with that, you know, two-card Monty kind of thing and, uh, are you either taking the, the, the way of sitting out this year and just waiting for next year? Hopefully things are better, um, you know, come this time next year. Or they're looking to, you know, 
jump all the way in and bring that escapism. Um, and you know, my take on it is that certain brands can do it. Certain brands can't, um, you know, certain brands like Cheetos who has, uh, you know, a commercial out with Ashton Kutcher this year, a silly brand that's traditionally silly. They've always been silly. They never tried to really take a stance on anything or come out against any or stand up for any social injustice. They're just a silly brand. They're a fun snack. Brands like that can do Super Bowl this year and do it, you know, in a fun way and give that escapism. Um, another kind of category of brand are brands that are winning in, you know, this era of a pandemic, of isolationism, of quarantining. Um, Uber Eats, um, DoorDash, uh, Vroom, which is, uh, if you're not aware, Vroom is, I believe, a uh, car selling app where cars, you can buy cars online, they deliver to your house type of thing. Uh, I've never used it, but... Uh, you know, brands like that, that are, that are, um, their business model is built to sustain a pandemic. Those are brands that could also take advantage of the Super Bowl um, inventory that's still left. Um, so that's one thing I wanted to touch on. The other thing I want to touch on real quick is uh, the app that uh, a lot of right wing uh, extremists um, and white supremacists use to kind of, you know, congregate and talk and make plans. Uh, they made plans for the insurrection uh, on January 6th on Parler. Uh, we all know they were taken down off of uh, Amazon's uh, app situation. I don't even know what they're called, actually. Web services stopped hosting the site. Um, Apple banned it from the App Store. Uh, Google Play took it off their App Store. Um, but in short order, they have reappeared um, with the support of, you guessed it, a Russian-owned web security service. Um, they have backed parlor and they're back online. They obviously don't have all the features and they're not really online. They're just, I don't know how to explain this. They're online, but they're not, it's not a place you can go and log in and it's not usable, but they are back online because of a backed Russian web service. And, you know, I don't think I need to get into all that. We know the history of Russian with, uh, with, with, you know, with Trump, I mean with Trump and with right wing extremist groups and, you know, how they sow division in this country. I think, you know, me just saying that Parler is back online because of a Russian bag web security company is all I need to say about it. Um, and number three, th the, you know, the third thing I kind of just want to hit on quickly. Um, we had a, we have a new president now. This is the first podcast where we actually have a new president. Joe Biden was Joe Biden and Kamala Harris were inaugurated as president and vice president last week. Um, super cool moment. I, I see a lot of people, especially black people, my people, um, being negative about Kamala being inaugurated. And I'll just say this. Um, I watched One Night in Miami recently, the Regina King film, and I personally didn't think it was that great of a movie, but what was supremely intriguing was the conversations between the characters that played Malcolm X and Sam Cooke. They're two African-American men, supremely influential you know, during their time, um, and fought against social injustice and the oppression of black people in two very different ways. Both respectable ways, both have their downfalls. You know, in the film, they explore how Malcolm X calls white people the devil, and they explore how Sam Cooke may be pandering to white people um, back then. So both, but, but Malcolm X galvanized and inspired people and empowered black people and gave us a voice and felt like we were, um, you know, destined to be more. And Sam Cooke spoke through working his way into the system and becoming a system and creating a system for himself and empowering other black artists into ownership. You know, we have to, as a people, understand that we're all gonna go about the way that we overcome oppression differently. 
But what we can't do is bring each other down for it. Look at it for what it is. Understand where the strengths are. Understand where the weaknesses are. And if we can help with the weaknesses, help. But we can't tear each other down, um, you know, kind of how like they were doing in that movie. And I, that made me think of that because of Kamala. Kamala went about the way that she's overcoming oppression in a different way. She went into the system. She infiltrated the system. So that means she had to become a part of the system. But if you look at her record, it's not what social media tells you. It's not what certain people will try to kind of blanket coat her time as um, attorney general in, in California. She did a lot of good things. She also had to do her job. So I just want to say that uh, having a black woman as vice president is not something to, you know, look down upon or, or criticize. It's something to celebrate as a people. I'm happy for it. I'm glad to see, I'm, I'm, I'm glad to see that happen. You know, I've gotten to live through a first black president, now a first woman vice president and also black woman vice president. And um, I hope to see just more of that happen. You know, uh, Amanda Gorman in her speech at the inauguration, she had something that really spoke to me. So I'll, I'll just read an excerpt here. If we are to live up to our own time, the victory won't lighten the blade. But in all the bridges we have made, that is the promise to glade the hill be climbed. And this is the key part to me right here. If only we dare it because America, be, sorry, sorry, sorry. I, of course I fucked that up. I'm not a Miranda Gorman. Let me start over. If only we dare it because being American is more than the pride we inherit. It is the past we step into and how we repair it. So in that it's acknowledging the past, the shortcomings, the downfall, the fact that America and the ideal of America, the idea of America, of being this country for all and diverse and melting pot, is incomplete. It's broken. It was never really together, but it's incomplete. And we as a people have to come together, especially black people, and try to complete it as best as possible. And that doesn't include tearing down the first female black vice president. You're just not going to convince me that that's the way to do it. But thanks for listening. This has been the Day 16 Show. Um, like I said, it's going to be a quick one. I appreciate you pressing play. Uh, subscribe, follow, like. Hit me up on Twitter. I'm on Twitter at, at Pat underscore Hardy 16. You can get uh, updates on the show at my website, I'm Pat Hardy. That's I-M-P-A-T-H-R-D-Y.com. Or on Instagram at day.16. Again, I appreciate the listen. Thank you so much. Appreciate the support. I'll talk to you next week. Thank you.